that's just my puppy dog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right though? Yeah. Sorry, that was a little inside joke. Go oh listen God. to Doggy Land. You'll get it right away. Yeah. Hey, it's Ricky <laughs> Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes. We've got Tony, Stats and Info Lance, and back two times in a row for a second episode. Katie, <laughs> we don't have a nickname, but it'll, it's coming soon. <laughs> welcome back, guys. Oh, hey, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For everybody tuning in, welcome back. Uh, yeah. We are back. Challenge Fan of Podcast, of course, and we're going to be breaking down episode five of the challenge 39 battle for a new champion in the name of this one countdown to chaos it makes what? sense i don't have a joke they actually <laughs> did a good job this week congratulations guys i mean it's still kind of corny but at the same time like it's not a bad title you know what we're done we can wrap it up <laughs> they don't need us anymore <laughs> they're learning <laughs> they're growing finally Shouldn't last episode have been <laughs> countdown to chaos and then this one's like chaos reign supreme or something like that you would think right because yeah. the, the and that was the thing mm-hmm. that confused me was that chaos started at the beginning of the uh, where's the count i mean i guess they had a 13 hour countdown that we saw like three seconds. minutes of yeah <laughs> yeah as kylan said <laughs> Not the fucking clock stealing all my shine. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I forgot about that. But that is if it wasn't for like two other things said in this whole episode. Oh, my God. That would have been my line of the night. Right there. There was some good lines. There were some good lines. I have a lot of them. Okay, so as always, before we get into the episode, overall, 30,000 foot view. Just like they do in Star Search, give me a number of stars on what you rate this episode. I'm going to go with four and a quarter. (laughs) Okay. Obviously, this is one to five stars. So just heads up in case you're not there yet. I'm going to I'm going to follow you up with four stars. I'm giving it five. I fucking love this one. Oh, yeah. I loved it. At least for the season. I might be like premature, but for the season, this was my favorite episode so far. I think that might be smart. Reserve judgment until we get a couple more episodes in and see if it gets yeah. better or worse. Uh, Tony, what do you got? So, Karina, you're you're we're at four. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go three point nine five, just because I know how much you guys enjoyed it. Oh. There's only one small piece that I don't enjoy, but I feel like I have to be slightly below you. So, not necessarily that I didn't enjoy it. But I know that you guys like loved it. And there's just like this tiny little thing that I didn't drive with. So I have to give it like 3.95 because I have to be slightly below whatever your number is. Look, I'm going to leave it at four and a quarter with the option to move it up later. It won't get any lower for me, um, but I got to see how like the next nine episodes, nine to ten episodes roll out. Yeah. And if any of those are better, then keep it where it's at. But if those aren't better, then it's going Mm -hmm. up to at least a four and a half. Um, To me, this episode had everything that everybody loves about the challenge. Yeah. Had uh, a very entertaining daily that Mm -hmm. fun as a viewer to do. Yes. um, And not so overtly difficult that you couldn't complete it. Right. Um, On top of that, it had great house interaction. It had a little bit of drama. TJ put people on the fucking spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, you know, had a blind side, a blind side, pure sabotage. And it's everything we haven't gotten in the last couple of seasons with the vacation Alliance. Mm -hmm. And I like most of the vacation Alliance, Mm -hmm. but it's just a nice change of pace. And it's what makes the challenge what I think we all love. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, cool. I'm glad everyone agrees. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me be the sounding board. You don't even need buttons. Just push me on my shoulder. I know, right? <laughs> Anyways, um, so we're going to go ahead and get into this episode. <laughs> and let's go ahead and start off with what we were talking about right away was the intro. Them coming back after Kylan beating Huey in elimination last yeah. week. And we get the clock on the wall with the countdown saying 13 hours left. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emmanuel. Hey, hang on. Really, really, okay. really, really quick. I just want to I just want to confirm that clock hasn't always been there, has it? No, it's been there, but it says the challenge, challenge in okay. like blue lights. I feel like they've shown like a couple of clips of it, like flickering every once in a yes. while, like for us to see. But I don't know. Like, I wonder if it's actually doing that in the house. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't fucking crazy because I was like, wait a second. Has that been there the whole time like no because melissa mentioned it yeah that she's been sitting there eating breakfast in front of it the whole time yeah. and just completely <laughs> ignoring yeah. it and that's the thing is like i wonder if they did any of the flickering of the actual time like when the actual contestants when were, there. were there yeah but knowing production is probably when they were like out on a daily or yeah. some shit they're like okay let's get some b-roll real quick oh of course yeah you know what i mean 100 percent. Um, so we get the 13 hours left and then it cuts over to uh, who was it? Norris, Jay, Asaf, uh talking about throwing James in if a Merc comes uh, for chaos. So I found it really interesting that they were already kind of on that scent of like they're going to bring someone in. Yeah. yeah, they were they were already thinking. And that's it. And I loved it because I was th- I was talking about that last week. I was like, are they just like expecting that the game will just be this format for the rest of the season or are they yeah. you know thinking that about the the possibility yeah. that it's going to change um and so it was nice to see that there are people in the house that are aware that nine out of ten times the format is going to change at some point based off those conversations i'm really interested to see if asaf and Corey actually talked that much or if production had to like scour the footage mm. to get conversation of the two of them talking mm-hmm. granted they were talking about the chaos piece but mm-hmm. that's like that's really the first interaction that we've seen other than they're usually both in the room when the big conversations are taking place but i've not actually seen like james and Corey later where they're sitting out talking or like kieran and james or people like that i've not seen mm-hmm. like a one-on-one conversation with Corey and asaf well, and here's my thing is, is like, I notice, I remember last week there was a, a, like either last week or the week before there was a, a confession by Asaf where he mentioned like Corey's like yeah. my best friend in this house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that leads me to believe that. Which is odd because Jay is in the house. I was like, what? They're also playing down their relationship too, because like mm-hmm. Jay even yeah, said, like true. nobody knows how tight we are. Yeah. Which is weird because if anyone watches social media, they'll they see know. he yeah. hangs out with Asaf often. Weekly, but yeah. um, even Corey said, like, I didn't know they were that close. And I'm working with Jay and Michelle nonstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, yeah. which comes in later. Um, they, you know, I, in this conversation, I found it interesting that they were even thinking, well, what happens if we get set up in pairs? Like, mm-hmm. should we try to pair up with someone we're not working mm-hmm. with and blah, 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 blah. Narice had a good point, though. She like, did. She, that was very smart of her, you know. I just thought it was interesting that Kieran, they made the comment that Kieran was already saying that he wanted to partner with Maurice. Well, I'm, I mean, to me, like outside of maybe two other girls on this season, I think Maurice is like all around one of the strongest competitors. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, her swimming isn't oh, yeah. great, but she's endurance uh, puzzles. 
strength. She's a smaller girl, but she's got a lot of heart and she won't stop. Yeah. But yeah. And and she's so political. Like she's I feel like she's been doing really good politically. Oh, yeah. On her own this season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Her social gameplay is, is phenomenal this season. And I mean, the fact that she's got a really pretty face as well, mm-hmm. that makes the challenge production want to put her out there mm-hmm. more and more. And it makes TV. sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say she's not deserving of it. And it's oh, just no, yeah. because she has oh, a pretty yeah. face. It just adds to the total package of her gameplay. Yeah. Um, but they brought up some really good points, but I did like that. Jay said that they shouldn't be doing that because he it, didn't. Yeah. He didn't want her to pair with Kieran because what happens if you, both partners go in and you're stuck with Kieran. Now we have to throw you both in. I can't vote for you. Yeah, you exactly. I mean? And he and he made a good point because he was like, Kieran's one of the strongest people in the house. And, you know, he's definitely not somebody I want to go to a final with. So I don't want to get put in a position where it comes down to like, I can't vote him in because your partner's with him, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really smart of Jay to like think that all the way through yeah, of like, agree. he's already thinking about who he would want to run the final with. And how that could potentially affect like this change of format in this chaos section. So major props to him. I I definitely think that like you can see like little lessons that he's learned before. Like he's he's reacting to certain situations different. And it's just like it's cool to see that like growth in the gameplay. Well, we had the conversation last week and I asked you guys like and I asked the audience as well. Like is Narice like becoming the face? Is she the central character Mm -hmm. in this? And then. You know, I've seen some of the responses that have come back and people that have DM'd us. And a lot of people are saying, yes, but Jay and Michelle and maybe Corey, too. Yeah. And like, I think that's actually mm-hmm. extremely valid. Like they do seem like the main four. You yes. Know? As far as the as far as women, the the three that were named the most was Narice, Michelle and Olivia. Yeah. Which I completely agree yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Like, I think literally any three of them could become like. Like you said, the central character, the face of the show or of a season or, they could you know, even whatever be the winner, it is. perhaps, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Oh, I think all three of them are, are capable of winning the final. And they're all know? getting that edit. They're getting that kind of winner's edit that we all see. But based on what we saw in USA, Two, the winner's edit doesn't go mean to anything. the winner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Uh-huh. That's very true. So um, <laughs> but I, anyways, just wanted to bring that out. Uh, I do like the fact that they got right into the daily that we didn't yes. spend a lot yeah. of time in the house and especially after that two and a half hour marathon last week to get through into a daily so quick and know that's the only daily i was like Uh fuck yes challenge let's go it was one episode (laughs) because i was so convinced that we had another double episode this week so it was so nice to only have one i have no idea i I don't remember who told me that there was that these two weeks were both double episodes. I heard it from a couple but people. Though. Whoever told me that you were wrong, and I'm very happy <laughs> you were wrong. I didn't watch oh, it yes. on Wednesday. I like because we watched Survivor, and then I am still getting over being sick. And I was like, "There's no way that I am staying up for two episodes of the challenge after being up and for watch Survivor. Like, I need to go to bed." And then we watched it on Thursday. And I was like, oh, it was just one. I could have stayed up and watched yeah. it. But instead, I just avoided social media because every time I was like, oh, I want to see what people are talking about survivors like shit. I didn't watch the challenge. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a downside of it. We do it every week yeah, because yeah, we don't watch till Thursday. Yeah. And it, I'll tell you off podcast yeah. uh, what happened Wednesday. It was a fun night. <laughs> 
Um, anyways, getting back to the show, uh, we get into the daily, uh, which is called mm-hmm. Upside Down World. So good. Um, and oh, so good. at this point, TJ announces that we have now reached the chaos portion of this season. And with the chaos portion, um, does he go into a full description now? Yes, I forget. So I know you know you you I know you got up and you went to go get us some snackies. Yeah, um, it, was, it was snack time. <laughs> <laughs> we had to eat snacks so we could judge all these other people's physical performance. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. In my face yeah. with Tootsie Rolls from that's, Halloween. Yeah, like that's a requirement, right? Like, yeah, um, of course. So anyway, no. So TJ explains that in this uh, this level, chaos level, a uh, level two. Um, Dose. <laughs> that. <laughs> the Ocho. The, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> TJ explains that the format of the game is going to change. So it's going to be like free agents where, you know, like one daily you might be partners or you might be in a team or you might be playing individually or, you know, whatever. Um, And so I freaking love this because that was one of my favorite seasons as free agents. Like I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the best seasons ever. And I loved the constant change to the format like that and the dynamic that it created in the house, because especially when these like if you are put in a partnership and you either have to choose like both ways, whether you have to choose or you're put randomly, like I feel like either direction brings like different types of drama. Like if you're forced to Mm -hmm. choose, you know, obviously it shows your cards with certain people, especially if you're like a, you know, one of those people that plays down the middle. Um, you know, but I really also enjoy like when they get thrown into random pairings, which obviously is mm-hmm. what happened with this one. TJ just random paired them. And I just I don't know. I, it got me so freaking excited. Oh, yeah. Um, so what what did you guys think? Did you like this announcement of how they're going to run dailies? Like it Absolutely. might be multiple different things. OK, so we're all in agreement on that. Yes, yes. A hundred percent. And like you said, free agents is one of my it's top two, top three all time oh, yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. So any type oh, yeah. of so replication of that, I'm like, fuck, yes, let's go. Yeah. Well, yeah. When, it, mm-hmm. when it happened and when he announced it, I just like threw my arms in the air and yelled free agents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so and obviously for the audience, let us know what you think. Are you guys into this portion of the of uh, the season? You and know, where the do chaos you- section? And where do you rate free agents? I have to know that. Like, I really want to know. Yeah. And I'll put some, I'll actually, I'll put something up, um, like a poll on our Instagram. I want to know where you guys rate free agents. So give that a thought and then come, uh, come vote on what? The poll is going to be, is free agents the best season? Yes or yes. Yeah. Yes. yes in red yes or yes. yes in blue. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is. Or please discount my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyways, getting into this daily upside down world. Uh, and that is world, not like the world. Sorry, that's I know they sound the same, even though they're spelled different. I'm not that's great at enunciation. Of, that's the point of the title. Yes or Wes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyways, uh, they are going to be strapped to these long poles that rotate around in a circle. And it's going to be placed on the middle of a fucking double decker semi. Um, if that description <laughs> doesn't work for you, go, go watch, watch the, the episode. episode. Jinx. <laughs> um. You know what this reminded me of when I saw it, though? What? You know, the um, at like 
the fair and stuff, the zipper. Yep. Oh yeah. Yes. That's what that reminded That's me. That's what of. I thought of immediately. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, <laughs> this is why I can't do the challenge because I can't even do that. So. Last time I went on the zipper, a quarter fell out of my pocket and it went down the bottom of it and came back and smoked me in the forehead. Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious, bro. Okay, oh I was my like, god. I have to admit, it was hilarious. It hurt when it happened because it was like mid-spin, so it like shot right down and came right back and smoked me right here. And I had like, I had like a slight dent when I got when I got off. I was like, well, it was worth it just for the story alone. That's absolutely incredible. Now. I uh... <laughs> Last time I went on the zipper, I got into it and I realized instantly that it was a mistake because last time I had been in the zipper, I was like 13 mm. and now I'm six one, and I was like, my whole body is just rested against this cage. <laughs> like my hips are cramping up. And then yeah. I looked up on that head pad for yourself so you don't fucking gash your head. Yeah. And someone had written the word penis there. Nice. And I was like, well, that's nice. Nice. <laughs> I, and I took a photo of it. I was like, penis. Oh my god! I'm a 13 year old kid at heart. What can I say? Anyways, back to the show. Enough of the zipper. Come for the after show to hear more about our carnival tales. <laughs> um, TJ announces, like Karina said, that it's going to be random pairings, um, and some of these pairings are are pretty fucking interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like they had some good pairings. I didn't write them all down because I have yeah. a feeling that the I just had a feeling that the pairings weren't going to carry any further than just mm-hmm. that daily. Most are of zero consequence. Yeah. 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 Like, but I did like the idea of seeing Norris and James paired together. That I thought that was one. an interesting uh-huh. one. Um, Emmanuel and Berna yeah. paired together. I was like, oh shit, this is going to be great because they have rapport with each other. They're going to work great mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Not so much. It was honestly like the people that I thought would do really, really well in the daily were the ones that yeah. like didn't do as well. Like, you know, yeah. they struggled with it. Um, one of my favorite lines of the night was Jay saying quarter with Go Go Gadget Arm. Yep. Yes. I didn't think he was gonna do as good as he did, like not to knock him down, but like I I I thought he was gonna be like middle of the pack. Yeah. Yeah. Well and like Ed did really well too. And like, yeah. not even that I didn't think Ed could do it because like he, Ed is smart, but Ed's like, he's just a shorter guy compared to everyone. else. Yeah, he's compact. So I wasn't sure how well he would be able to do at getting the rings, but also being at a position where he could effectively throw them mm-hmm. because right. he's not a super tall dude. So it's one thing to be able to get the rings and it's another thing to know when to drop them, but to be able to drop them in a way that they'll actually land where you need to something altogether different. Oh, I'm sorry. No, please go ahead. I was going to just say the only one that was counter to like Mm -hmm. people I thought were going to do good and didn't Mm -hmm. um, was James and Norris. I was like, oh, he's super tall. He's going to be good Mm -hmm. at this. And Norris is pretty fucking smart and she can figure things out. And they didn't get it right away, but towards the end, they started, they started really doing, doing well. well. Yeah. Um, but Corey Lay just smoked it with that one shot. He landed like half the fucking rings in one go. Yeah. It was impressive. Well, and, and that was what I was actually going to ask you guys, because obviously, you know, we, like you said, we saw Corey just grab like a big old chunk of rings and he dropped them right on a pole. Um, and he got like freaking like eight rings in one go. Yeah. Um, which, you know, really helped them out. 
With that being said, we also saw other people try that approach. Sorry, I lost tr- I lost train of That's thought and then I got line. it and then I got it back That's on. That's my line. <laughs> um, we saw other people t- try to take that same approach and it did not work out as well for them as it did for Corey. So my question is, what do you guys think is the better strategic approach? Is it is it to grab a big handful and just freaking shoot for the stars or is it more like what James did where he was he was only taking like one or two. He was very meticulous, but, you know, he was learning to time them right and and ensuring that if he threw one, it was going to four point. I really don't know, like, what strategy would be better. Like, I feel like the grabbing a big handful and, and just kind of tossing them and hoping kind of thing worked out really well for Corey because he is so, like, tall and he's got the long arms. So he was a lot closer to those. He was able to get a lot closer to those poles than a lot of the other people were. So, but I don't know, like, I don't know. What do you guys think? I feel if you can time it, like if it's smart to do the James approach in the beginning, because obviously you can't get them back. So if you do it once or twice to get the hang of it, and especially if you can time it so that your one that you're actually trying to go for, for all the marbles is one of the ones with the yellow pad where you get the five points if it lands on that, the 10 points if it lands on the pole, that's when you take your big group. After you've kind of like lined up your shot, then you take your bigger shot on those ones, because then what seemed to be happening is when you take a big bunch and you aimed for the pole, if you didn't get it on the pole, you got it like very closely around the pole. So to me, that would mean that it would be either a five point or a 10 point, no matter where they landed versus the ones where a lot of them threw the larger portions just on like a straight pole without any of the the base around it for the extra points. Right, right. Yeah, that okay. that's that's actually that's smart. That makes sense. And they were running out of like the people, well some of the people who were grabbing multiples, they were running out before they got to the end and then they're like, "Well, shit, now what?" Well, and that was cuz that was what happened with Emmanuel and Berna, right? Because she mm-hmm. said she only threw like one or two rings and Emmanuel like yeah. grabbed all of them like mm-hmm. in one and then just threw them and then they were gone and they had no more. Like, what was, what were you thinking, Emmanuel? I love you, but what were you thinking? You already know, like, I'm super OCD and I overthink everything. You know this. Yeah, I know. I'm actually curious to see, because you and I didn't even talk about mm. this. And so I'm curious to see what your answer the, is. Like, because I thought about this, like, the same <laughs> way I think about if I could beat a Mount Lion in, like, a wrestling match. Um, so I put a lot of thought into this and (laughs) what my conclusion that I came to on this was that like, if me and you were on there, I would say, Hey, on the first go, I'm going to grab half the rings and then whatever you grab is yours. And the reason I am saying that is because if you watched the turns of where they were coming around and where the pole was, wasn't the same for every person. Right. So there is a certain element of Mm -hmm. timing, right? Yes. So I'm want to have all of those rings. So that way, when the timing is right, I'm ready to go. And that was my thing is that I would want to grab as many rings as possible, but I'm not going to throw them all in one go. I just, I want them on my arms. They're ready. As soon as I have that perfect shot to drop uh it on there. And that's what, I don't know if that's what Corey's plan was. Like I haven't talked to him about it or anything, Mm -hmm. but that was what he did. He came on where the pole was right there and he was swinging up and it was a simple reach. Right. Instead of trying to drop it Mm -hmm. in account for everything else yeah right um so that's how i would have approached it pretty gangster move though i mean it really was um (laughs) and t 
TJ, I mean, like it was such a good move that TJ fucking said at the end, like you guys beat everybody by a lot. Yeah. 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 He said like head and shoulders above everybody else or something like that. But what did you think about like this daily overall? Like, did you like this actual daily? Yes, I liked it because it was challenging, yet not so fucking overcomplicated that I felt like I had to take notes and like a like a web graph to fucking understand what was going on. No time limit. I did like yeah. the no time limit thing. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just, sometimes I feel like they just, I don't know. I'm like, who comes up with this random shit? Like, where did this, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know. Maybe they it was fun the for fair. them. Big T got over her, Big T got over her heights fear, apparently, uh-huh. while on the, the spitting zipper thing. Um, you know, so props to her. Happy for her. Hopefully it lasts. Um, but I don't know. I just, I don't know how I feel about the actual daily. I don't like hate it, but I'm also not like, Oh, I want to see this one again. Like, I don't know. To me, it's, it's, it's a good daily because it reminds me of like the one they did on war of the world's one with Polly yeah. and all them where they're on the truck and they're going back and forth. Like trying to exchange. And it's, it's similar. It's just a different dynamic. I mean, That's I enjoyed fair. it. It was, I liked it a lot more than them fucking holding on to cars that are doing donuts and trying to remember math problems. Like, well, yeah. And I'm like, it also reminded me of the, of on worlds when they did the whole thing, like where you toss the rings and then the other person threw them in the mm-hmm. uh, bin or whatever when they were on the, uh, the yeah. worldly mm-hmm. things. So they just took it to a different angle. Yeah. Um, that was the first thing yeah. I said when we were watching it was, uh, you know, I was like, oh, it reminds me of the one like and then Jordan caught the one on his foot and fucking threw it in like a gangster, uh-huh. like a G. Like the only way I think they could have improved this is, yeah, you're in pairs, but you get attached with somebody else on a different team. Yep. And you, it's like a competing. Oh, you have to score on like their yeah. half of the rings are red, half of the rings are blue. You yeah. only get. I think that would have made it like a little I, I bit more dynamic. That. Yeah, like between the trucks on USA too. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that, where it adds a competition level. Who's getting the most out of this round, and then it's a combined score of you and your teammate yeah. who went in the later round. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing I can really think that would have made this <laughs> actual daily a little bit better. But that's that's going pretty, you know. I don't know. I'm I'm off anyway, track. Anyways, um, so, uh, thank you. Transitions. What we do at the podcast. Um, so yeah. So Corey and Raven end up winning this one, um, and uh, oh TJ surprises them by telling them that he's going to give them some additional power, and that as the sole winners, they are to select one man to go directly into the elimination. Yeah. And then he says that they're like the most connected and least trusted. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then he says that, you know, they're the only safe pair. So everybody else is up. So. And then he says it's going to be a male's elimination. So you have to pick a man. He does not say that. He, he just says, says you. He, he says just says you need to pick a male. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, so. Yeah. Corey wants Kieran to go into elimination. Mm-hmm. Raven wants a man. Well, and they sit there and they argue about this for God knows how long. I yeah. literally feel like from when they started talking to the scene where TJ was like, okay, let's go. Like, yeah, it was all of a sudden dark. Like, okay, so how long were y'all out there just fighting over who to send uh-huh. well, and Yeah, like the Corey's list of three that he wasn't going to say, like Emmanuel makes sense. They were on a season together. Mm-hmm. Jay makes sense. They're in an alliance. Where did Callum come from? <laughs> 
I don't know. Why yeah. isn't James your dude? Because like they just they had a conversation later where they were like super tight. But then because initially I wrote in my notes, mm-hmm. why is James not the easy vote to say? And then yeah. he said yeah. Callum, which I didn't understand. But then later I had to go back and change my notes because they had a heart to heart Corey and James, and then they were like thick as thieves. But I still don't know that Callum mm-hmm. and Corey have even spoke to each other as far as what we've seen. Yeah, I, I don't know. But it, it's weird because it's also like we know from the edit, obviously, that Corey is kind of towing the line in the middle yeah. of the UK and the USA alliance. Mm-hmm. But after watching this episode, like it becomes clear that he it's not even like towing the line. Like it's very apparent to a lot of the people on the USA alliance. Mm-hmm. That he's with some people. So it's like we're not seeing everything between Corey and the UK alliance. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're seeing very, very little. I just like, don't get me wrong. I respect what Corey did as far oh, yeah. as his choice. And I respect him mm-hmm. standing up for the people he would and would not vote for. Yeah. What I don't understand is I and and look, this I, I give him the benefit of the doubt because this is really his first true season. Yep. He didn't 100%. get any further than four episodes. So he's already mm-hmm. further than he's ever been. Right. He's won a daily. Um, and then he gets put in this position. And what I would have done is I would have got kind of loud with Raven in the deliberation between those two and said, What do you mean we can't pick Kieran? Like yeah. we're in this alliance and I would have put it on her. Yeah. yeah. And that way Ooh. everybody out there knows it's her trying to save his ass again. Yeah. Ooh, when the house wants to go. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I'm just, that's, but that's also me looking at it and the situation could have been completely different, but I, that's mm-hmm. just what I'm thinking. And it was also kind of clear that like Raven, it seems like it's clear in the house that Raven and Kieran are tight. So that as soon as Raven won, Kieran wasn't really gonna be the name, right? Yeah, but it's still a conflict of interest, you know. Oh, hundred percent. And like the James, like, yeah, that's why I thought James would be the like, why I initially thought James would be the absolute logical vote because he's not Kieran, he's not the names that Corey said. And again, like, I like Corey, and no shade to Corey, like. Like you said, he, this is the furthest that he's been in the game. He's getting thrown an absolute wrench to try to figure out in front of everybody with somebody that is already kind of like in and out of the alliance that he's in. So it's sort of a no win, but I would have thought that James would be the easy vote until that conversation later. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because of the edit, we don't know when that conversation actually yeah. took place. It could have taken place. You know, at a different point because yeah. last week his lies, lies. Well, it could have taken place last week because <laughs> last week because his name Corey's name was getting brought up by Zara. Yeah, yeah. you know, so it, it very could have been either mm-hmm. way. But, um, anyways, they decide that they're gonna nominate Asaf, and the fucking house is just moment of silence and a gas right there. Asaf <laughs> um, is. Pissed. And he is livid. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, the little weasel. Yeah. I called him a little weasel. <laughs> Talking about it, he he was my best friend. And Corey's like, I've known you two weeks. Yeah, like here's the, the thing fun? though. That comment right there is gonna bite him in the ass because that then calls every single relationship he has made in the house into question. Because equally, he has only known any of those people for two weeks. 
like James or like Callum. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to throw in Asaf, who is supposedly in his alliance with the claim of I've only known you for two weeks, then James or Zara or Callum or anybody new that he hasn't played with before, they are, their relationship is only as valid as relationship with Asaf. Even a Olivia had made a comment at some point too, where she was like, Oh, he's made mm-hmm. me these promises too. Like, should I be questioning him now? Right. Right. It's just, it's a, it's a mess. Busy. So here's my thing is I think that the comments valid in this situation because of what Asaf was saying, right? Mm. Asaf was really going hard, like mm-hmm. super going hard. And what's Corey supposed to do? Just sit Dude, I've known you for two fucking weeks and I'm supposed to mm-hmm. save you when you haven't done anything. You're not really doing anything for me. You're like, we talk in the house. Cool. I honestly, I, I see it. I, look, and do I think that it could potentially come back to bite him in the ass, like make people upset to where they want to. But at the same time, like people are already targeting him anyway. Yep. And it. And it's not like Corey's an easy person to take no, out. Exactly. You know what I mean? So they still got to take him out. They still got to get yeah. him. So I don't know. I'm not upset at Corey at this. No. I don't see it any different than, you know, the whole Jay um, Jack thing when, you know, Jay said the exact mm. same shit to him. Like it, it, it just that stuff doesn't bother me. Mm. Um, and I don't really see. I don't I, like I get a soft is his feelings are hurt. Um, I know that he expected mm-hmm. something different. But at the same time, I just. I don't ever, I don't, I can't, I just, my brain cannot wrap itself around these like freak out tantrums over people playing the game. I just, I don't get it. It's isolation in the house with only these people to interact with and every like relationship or anything like that is likely just amped up. Mm -hmm. So even if he maybe only had like, and I'm not saying that he had, but if he only had a couple conversations with Corey, but like he felt like they really connected. And then where he pushed mm-hmm. for, um, was it last week when he pushed for Huey to mm-hmm. save Corey or whatever the situation was like, then he kind of, that gets built up. So everything adds on to being like, he's my bestie in this house, which, and again, I get you, I get what you're saying as well. Like where you could know somebody for like a week and all of a sudden, like you're tethered to them mm-hmm. because they didn't say your name once. And then you guys shared Fruit Loops on Tuesday morning. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say it, it's it. People have their own realities, yeah. right? Because you see it with mm-hmm. you see it with a soft because he's like, you know, I was the only person fighting to save Corey last week, blah, 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 blah whatever, whatever. <laughs> but then, you know, fast forward, we get. Um, uh, the sa- a same similar moment between Michelle and Corey and Michelle's confessional where she's like, you know, I had so many conversations to save Corey. Like <laughs> I was going to bat for him all last week, blah, 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 blah. So it's like in a soft world, he was the only person fighting for Corey, yep. but like we uh, seeing all this other stuff. So like, and, but that's my thing is just, I don't just thinking that I, like, I don't know. I just couldn't imagine being in a house thinking that I know everything that's going on. And uh-huh. I feel like that's how this situation was approached because it's like, you just, he took the situation so personal. And like I said, I feel bad for him. You know, I know his feelings are probably hurt. Um, I don't feel bad for him. I feel bad that his feelings are hurt, but it's a game. Yeah. 
so here's and, and here's what I'm trying to and this will be the last thing I say about this is I understand and I completely get why Asaf is so pissed off and feels this mm-hmm. deceit. And I feel like he should feel that way. It's justified. But I feel like Corey making this move is just as well justified yeah. as the fact comes down to there is one winner. There isn't two winners. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Asaf, we're brothers. So that means when we get to the final, you're going to let me win. Yeah. yeah. No. Doubt mm-hmm. it. If you're not going to let me win, then I got to do what I got to do to get to the fucking end. Yeah. Point blank. Mm-hmm. But those aren't real conversations that happen in the challenge house because they're not entertaining because it ends the conversation exactly. where we get a lot more messy going on. And that's what I really like. So after the daily, we get the whole shot because this continues. And uh, TJ announces the fact that the whole house is going to deliberate to see who's going to go in to face Ace off. Uh, Corey and Raven can be there and give their input, but their vote doesn't yeah. count. Right. And then. Mm-hmm where it usually cuts and we get a housing, it cuts and goes to the parking lot where all there's productions, trucks, oh and, my God, yeah. and they're still going at it. Yeah. And I was like, for people saying that, oh, they're cutting the drama out. They gave you a shot that broke the fucking illusion of television yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and showed you behind the scenes to show you the drama. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Point exactly. Blank. And this is game mm-hmm. drama. So I'm for it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And this might not be you know, the drama that they're looking for, but it's still drama nonetheless. Like, I'm sorry it's not yeah. someone throwing a wine glass at somebody yeah. else. This is better. Yeah, better. I do agree with that. This I is do. the drama that I love. Yes. This this is the challenge. Exactly. <laughs> Competitive drama. Yes. This is what I love. Yes. This is what I love to see. So anyways, uh, after this, we get back to the house. Um, and in the house, Asaf continues yelling at Corey and says that, He's the only one that stood up and saved Corey. Um, and they finally like kind of get it settled down. And you know what happens? We get my favorite part of the yeah, show, the fucking club scene. Let's go. <laughs> and Tony, I don't want to hear the blasphemy because the last few club scenes have actually been good. They were. And they've had game content interlaced mm-hmm. in the fun times. Yeah. I still hate the club scene, but. Well, I hate Survivor. I, I don't hate Survivor. I just, I felt hurt. So I had to say something. That's right? fine. So let me, let me ask you guys a question. I, because I get this, like we get messaged about this every friggin' week on like Instagram or it's in a comment or it's in the Facebook groups or just whatever. Um, how do you guys feel about, you know, and obviously they started doing this during COVID and they just have not stopped. Oh. Um, how do you guys feel about these like these clubs that aren't actually clubs, they're just like set up by production. Or do you guys prefer them to go to like an actual club, actual bar like they used? Johnny Bananas is less likely to get punched down the stairs. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I can't lie. I do miss the old like actually letting them go out amongst the people. Yeah, I do. It's just not the same. I agree. It was it was always funny to watch them like meet strange people, like strangers. Yes. There was a couple seasons where like people brought strangers home back to the freaking challenge yes. house with them or the real world house or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I miss the, like the, these, these bar setup, whatever you guys want to call them. I don't even know, but these fake bar setup things, they don't bother me, but I do miss them going to actual clubs and bars. Mm-hmm. I want to change a venue. I don't care that there's nobody yeah. there. Yeah. That doesn't bother me. But like change the venue, 
once or like alternate because they had like you've got this one that has been used for so long that I remember Emmy performing on the stage there like <laughs> and then also <laughs> you have what was it it was I think it might have been USA where they had like the bar like the proper bar that mm-hmm. like I would love to see them alternate between those two locations cuz either way it doesn't seem like there's anybody there except for them so just mix it up because every time that they go to the club, Mm -hmm. it's the same club and there's no one there and it's just them. So they could really just stay home. But if you interlace the two, then at least it's a change of location because for the club, you have everybody dancing and like you have the side conversations, but at the bar, you have all the different tables and who's at each table and what are they talking about and everything like that. And that Mm -hmm. just who's sitting with who can further that those conversations a lot more than if everybody's up dancing because then it's only the people who aren't dancing that are actually talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And here's my thing is I'm indifferent to whether people are there or not. I understand why they've phased that out because there's too much of a variable of, of stuff that can happen that they can't yeah. control. Be a la Johnny Bananas getting punched down a fucking set of stairs. Fun to watch. But I do miss the fact of like CT freaking out, like having to pay a a huge bill because Uh nobody brought money with them. So that had a different dynamic. I like the fact that it creates the illusion, not only for the viewer to a, to a degree, but to the cast Mm -hmm. as well, that they are not in the house and they're having fun and they're having a drink and more likely to get a little bit loose and messy with their gameplay. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought of, I thought of something that I saw on Instagram. Um, I don't remember what clip you posted, Karina, but somebody had brought up that we don't get bus scenes anymore. It was yeah. after the shit we should have shown real. But somebody had commented like, where are our bus scenes? Yes. Those two. Yes. Those were fun. Yeah. Like the last one that I actually remember is the, the CT Hunter one. Yeah. On invasions uh-huh. when Hunter was like, who can beat me? Who can beat me? Mm-hmm. And CT's in the back uh-huh. like, <laughs> yeah. Which facts, CT facts. Um, I almost said Chris, and I had the. I always, people always yell at me when I, they're like, who, Chris, what, who? I'm like, that is his name. It, it is. is. And he told us that's what he prefers. Yeah. So fuck y'all. I don't even care. It's Chris. I'm, he, I'm going to, that's what we're doing. So right, uh, moving on. There were really just two more things that I want to talk about the club yeah. scene because this has kind of replaced the house scene after the daily, which I don't mind. And what we see is the fact that uh, ASAF is talking with most of the American men um, talking about and they're asking him who he wants and all of this. And he says, I want the biggest and the strongest and the fastest and the smartest Mm -hmm. and the bionic man. Uh, He asked for Karen is basically who he wants. Mm -hmm. He's got Goku syndrome and Mm -hmm. I'm not mad about it, but if you're playing for money for your family, play Play smart. Don't try to. But who would he call out? Yeah, it's easier to go big and say without saying a name yeah. at that point to say, I want the biggest, the baddest, the strongest, because then you're leaving it up to whoever you're talking to for what they think is the biggest, the baddest, the strongest. And you're not mm-hmm. actually throwing a name out there. My favorite though was Horacio when he was talking to him, because he's the one who said, like, mm-hmm. I want the biggest, the baddest, the strongest. And you could see Horacio's face and it was like, mm-hmm. but that's me. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Horacio would fucking murder would any, 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 
I, I like a soft, yeah. but Arasio would work him. So to me, mm-hmm. it's once again, just like you said about Corey, when they had to nominate a guy, the clear answer is James. Yep. Because from mm-hmm. what we've seen, there is going to be some type of endurance in almost every fucking elimination. And James has proven mm-hmm. yep. that he does not have it. In fact, I might not want to put James into an elimination because I want that motherfucker in the final with me. Yep. You know what I mean? At least you know he's coming in last. But with that being said, if you would have said, James, with us knowing what the elimination is, Asaf would have smoked him. Ooh. Yeah, but he wasn't going again. He wasn't. But you know what I mean. But yes, if they went against Mm -hmm. each other. No, but based on on what they thought. Yeah. Um, The other big thing is we have Michelle and Corey's conversation at the club scene Mm -hmm. where Michelle confronts Corey about putting Asaf because she's connected to Asaf from the Daily and chaos you never know you might be putting me and ace off in and she gets so fucking livid to the point where she's i mean she's so pissed off at Corey for this supposed slight and he's trying to explain that he had no thought of that he he, he said, didn't even God. consider it like yeah. tj said pick a male mm-hmm. so he picked a male like he didn't even consider the possibility yeah. that their female partner could potentially go into the elimination with them as yeah. well and she is livid. She's like, how could you not think of how this through? How could you through? do this to blah, me? Blah, blah, blah. As if she has never made a game mistake and like potentially screwed someone over or something like that. I'm just like, bro, like what? Like, yeah. oh my God. It got to the point during the conversation, I looked at Karina and I said, if I was Corey, I would look at her and say, and what happens if it's not? And you're talking to me like this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, what then? I mm-hmm. understand where she's coming from with the fact that there is a chaos factor. She's also played more variations of the challenge than Corey has. Mm -hmm. Like we've said before, Mm -hmm. Corey was in four episodes of spies lies. Like Michelle's been on several seasons, including USA two. So she's got the different vibes from the different things. So she can assume and she can predict and she can plan all that she wants. But what she can't do is she can't tell Corey what he thought in the situation. Like mm-hmm. Corey didn't think about the fact that there was a potential female attached. He was told to pick a dude. He picked a dude because that's what TJ told him. So that's what he was going off of. And Michelle saying like, you can't tell me that you're that you didn't think that, that you're not smart enough to play that through. And like, he hasn't been afforded the opportunity to be placed in a position where he could have that come up as a variable. And really neither is she other than like watching the show before. So I Mm -hmm. understand. And I understand that she's freaked because we just started a new section of the game and nobody knows how it works, but like you got to give Corey some grace. And I think everybody does. Well, yeah. And and that's the thing is this is indicative. Did I say that right? Yep. So far. I think so. All right. I've, I'm feeling good about myself. <laughs> don't don't screw up the last half of the sentence, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try. But this is what Michelle does. It reminded me very much of the Laurel conversation mm. in Ride or Dies, yeah. mm-hmm. where she's like, yeah. I feel like there's this thing. And Laurel's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like she makes up these scenarios in her head of how mm-hmm. the show's going to go. She's paranoid. And she's so fucking paranoid. And she lashed yep. out. 
Yeah. That's what that mm-hmm. was based on the edit. Literally made Corey cry. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And then even as he's crying and he's like trying to apologize to her, she's still being a freaking bitch. Yeah. I was like, damn it, Michelle. Like, stop it. And like, I like Michelle in this. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I just love didn't her. like this scene. But yeah, this was this was not uh-huh. a good look. Like I said, I love Michelle. But this was just not a good look. I was like, girl, calm down, man. Like, just chill. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. And like you said, like, I understand mm-hmm. where she's coming from. I understand why she's nervous. And, but at the same time, it's like, this is not helping you. And you never learn that. These blowups, these Michelle downs, these moments where mm-hmm. you flip the fuck out on people who are, you're supposed to be working with and whatever. It doesn't help to Ever. flip out on them like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's pretty much the end of the club scene. Other than... We get the intro <laughs> of the Horacio and Norris relationship. Yeah, yeah. And normally I don't give a shit about this, but I like both of them a yeah. lot. And Horacio's a fucking awesome yeah. guy. Oh my God. Um, from the little bit of interactions we've had with him, you know, you, he's a humble guy. He's super cool from mm-hmm. what we've gotten to know him. Yeah. And to see him find someone that we now know is this relationship's been going on for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we and like I'm not gonna go into details or anything, but like we've talked to Narice and like it's just like oh my God. Is literally so fucking cute. And they are yeah. so I, I it's hard for me to say in love because I don't even know if they've said that to each other yet, but they are so in love. They are very smitten. So yeah, oh my God, it's so yeah. His he was he get he's so cute in his little interviews. He gets so bashful, and I think yes. he even said it. But it's so cute. Yeah, the fact that he was blushing about it. and look. Yeah, yeah. That's a hell of an introduction into a relationship, like getting a lap dance uh-huh. on television. Yeah, and um, you could tell he was into it. I was like, dude, you you I enjoy mean, that? To be a hundred percent honest, like from Nerese, I think just about anybody would be into it. I would be into it. So <laughs> I'm just saying, like, she's gorgeous. Yeah. You, know, so. you can also see her at Target. She's a model for them as well. So Big enjoy. Um, <laughs> the next thing we get is uh, once again, Raven associated with the enemy. Uh, what uh-huh. are you doing, Raven? She's sitting there with Kieran. Colleen's not mm-hmm. really the enemy, but with Kieran, she knows what's going on. She mm-hmm. knows what's going to happen. And she's talking about how Horacio should be. Mm-hmm. Should have been the one that was sent in. Like there, I was like, hold the fucking phone. Are they going to yeah. try to get Horacio as the main like house nomination? Mm-hmm. Like it, what? I mean, why? You're, he's coming back. Yeah. Like why? Mm-hmm. what? What I found more interesting. This was really, yeah. Is the fact that to prove her point, she's talking about all the people that Horacio has beaten. And one of mm-hmm. the names she brings up is Jordan. And mm-hmm. she talks about how mm-hmm. Jordan is a fucking goat. Yeah. And Horacio beat him in one of the quintessential challenge eliminations last season. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Aaron has no fucking clue who Jordan is. And I'm sorry. Like, I never heard of him. Do your research before you come on this show. Please. Please. Why don't people? I get, I get so frustrated when there are new cast members that have not watched anything. Yes. How? 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 Just I. Oh, I'm sorry. Watch something. Watch highlights. Go go through some fan pages online. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to sit and watch all thirty fucking eight seasons. No, yeah, but watch a highlight reel. Something. 
do literally some, read go, some articles, do something. Literally go to Wikipedia and read the synopsis of the season. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all you got to do. And then look at the winner. Yeah. Like it's just any. Yeah. So and, anyway. And, and my gripe mm-hmm. against that is I wouldn't care if he didn't know who, you know, uh, Hunter is, or if he didn't know who Corey Wharton is, yeah. But the fact that yeah. you don't know a top five player in the game you're playing, it, it I don't know. It maybe it's me being a bougie challenge fan. It's like you don't know Jordan. Yeah. What? You know? Why so, are you here? Unless they were told that it was a non-winner's season. Yeah, I mean, but they went. It was supposedly they're not given that information. Yeah, so exactly. Um. The next scene that we get uh, is the conversation between James and Corey. It kind of ties in the reason why we see Corey didn't put in James. Yeah. Um, look, I'm going to be honest. Not my favorite competitor, but as far as watching him on the show, I'm actually really enjoying like James. I'm enjoying yeah. the conversation. He comes off as a very genuine guy. Um, mm-hmm. Thank God for closed caption. For whatever reason, I can't <laughs> get his accent down. Yeah. Um, Kieran, not a problem. Zara, not a problem. Huey and James. I, I struggle with Cal. I think it's Callum a little bit. Oh, no, yeah, Callum, Callum. I got all day. Mm-hmm. Callum, yeah. it's just a few, a few words. I'm like, what? I- yeah. But <laughs> anyways, I really like James. And he kind of assures Corey, like, no, dude, you're playing the game. You're doing this the right way. You're a genuine mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. And because Corey's having that moment of weakness, like, dude, did I just mm-hmm. fuck my whole game because I got into power once? Yeah. And it's, it's an understandable feeling. Well, and he's just he's worried now because, you know, he made this move and now half of his alliance Mm -hmm. won't even talk to him, let alone the, you know, other half that don't even, Mm -hmm. you know, that he doesn't work with. So, you know, I I, I get why he's getting a little nervous and a little, you know, shaky in this moment. But yeah, so it, it was nice to see Corey building a bridge after seemingly losing a lot of bridges because of mm-hmm. something that might happen yeah. that yeah. we don't know is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But one thing we do know is going to happen is this ad from Spotify for <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> hey, welcome back. Thanks for sticking <laughs> through that ad. And we're still here, too. What a coincidence. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, uh, where we left off was uh, James and Corey having that conversation. Uh, the next thing we get into, which is going to be the nominations of who's ASOF going against. Yep. So we get the obligatory fucking everybody walking down the stairs to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just say this? I don't like where they're doing the no. deliberations outside. Yeah, where yeah. everybody's not facing everybody. Some people have to like look behind yeah. them. Once I, I yeah. don't like it. Let's what, take it inside uh, to a big table. It's set up for camera, not for conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Not I a like, fan of it. I liked the one. Um, and actually, there was quite a few that were set up like this. But like Rivals Two was set up like this, and I think even um, what was the one where they 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 fucked with Jen. Um, oh total madness total madness yeah um where it's like almost like a rectangle setup you know with like the benches yes like two big couches Mm -hmm. yeah so they're like 
affecting each other. But at least those were long enough where everybody could still sit and talk yeah, to each that's other. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. I like that setup. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't uh, like yeah, this yeah. weird where everybody's sitting in like a patio furniture and they're like sitting behind each other. I don't like that. I like them in the long benches mm-hmm. that like face each other. And yeah. Honestly, bring back War of the Worlds 2 where they all have to sit on their knees at a little table <laughs> and the winners <laughs> are up at the top. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. That's, yeah, that's funny. We get into the uh, the nomination ceremony and, you know, it starts off with them asking, uh, you know, Asaf who he wants to go against. And of course, he's not very particular, just that he would like to go against the biggest guy. Um, but he spits out, you know, um, but whatever you do, don't trust Corey. Dude, get fucking over it. <laughs> I'm like, bro. And then he proceeds to go around and start asking all of the other mm-hmm. men there if they think they're closer to Corey than he is. And I'm like, I, I, I was just, I was very, very confused by this part. I didn't understand like what he was trying to, like what goal he, mm-hmm. what was he trying to achieve with Corey, it? Corey had said that the reason that he voted Asaf was because he was the least close to him out of the male mm-hmm. competitors. So Asaf was essentially going right. around and being like, are you closer with Corey than me? Eventually, mm-hmm. assuming to that he would get a no. Horacio always gets stuck in the middle of these things. He does. He's the one who wants the least to do with the drama. <laughs> and he's the one, like when Chauncey turned around, he's like, mm-hmm. have I ever been unfa- like not truthful to you? And like, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I hate to say this, but yeah. yeah. And then again, like, are you closer with Corey than me? He's like, I, d- I I'm just here to play, man. (laughs) He's like, come on, guys. (laughs) My thing is, is like, how, like, why does Asaf, how is everybody else supposed to know how close him and Corey are? I like, I just, it's just, it was just a, what, what? Here's my thing is, is the question is like, who's closer? Like, bro, I'm not going to fucking announce that because I'm not going to put my cards on the table when I'm not the one up for fucking nomination. And that too. Like, like what? James, I don't see how this is relevant. Yeah. And I, props to Raven because she tries to cut off and she's like, it was mm-hmm. a dual decision. Mm-hmm. We both yeah, decided yeah. on you, yeah. which props to her for yep, saying totally. that. Yeah. Um, and then Narice jumps in and takes the opportunity to actually get the nominations going, talking about, mm-hmm. well, are we going to consider this that pairs could go and bring up Michelle's earlier point? Right. Um, and then we get into the debate that we've already had about this, whether mm-hmm. it is or it isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and they all pretty much decide to just vote based on what TJ said, which was mm-hmm. to pick a male. And I think that that was obviously the best, uh, you know, decision. That's um, what TJ asked. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and I get it. Like, I totally get it. The chaos section there's a possibility that TJ is going to, you know, switch shit up and and throw in this twist to where you're competing in elimination as pairs as well. But Mm -hmm. just with the fact that he said that it was going to be like, you know, that it was kind of set up like free agents and, you know, it it, it was just, I was like, I don't see them competing in elimination as pairs, especially because they're not going to stay pairs. At least maybe not this time. Maybe, maybe, I mean, not to get ahead of it, but maybe that's what the third option, it could. Dealer's choice. Maybe there's, yeah, who are uh, words are hard. Yeah, <laughs> something like that, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is like, 
they don't know how long this chaos section is going to last, but we do looking at it from just mm-hmm. knowing the cast that there's 10 mercenaries. So more than likely we're going to get at max 10 episodes of chaos. mercenary yeah. eliminations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wouldn't make sense to do a male female because then they're cutting their season run mm-hmm. time in half and traditional flagship seasons now go for about 20 episodes. Right. Well, there's only 24 contestants. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're, you know, it's, they're not going to double up this early. If they're going to double up, it's going to be later down the line. Towards the, yeah. yeah, I agree. Or we're going to get a, you know? we're going to get a cliffhanger episode eventually. Cause I really thought yeah. it was going to be this one. I'm not mad that it wasn't. I'm very happy. It wasn't. But <laughs> yes, as we said that last uh-huh. week, yeah. and I was going to bring that up. Yeah, we were wrong. We totally thought. I'm so glad we were wrong. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, same. But we were so convinced that it was going to be a cliffhanger this week that they were going to bring Jordan out or whatever mercenary mm-hmm. out. I think I said that. Well, I wasn't convinced it would be CT, but I said it would be cool if it would be. But um, I'm losing my to be continued powers. Yeah. I was pretty much spot on before <laughs> yeah, that. Stuck on a trend. Yeah, hocus pocus. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, oh my gosh. I uh, I did think it was funny that ASAP was like, Well, I want to go against Kieran now. So let do you want to come down here and do this, brother? And Kieran's congratulations on not making a rookie move and saying and just being quiet and be like, No, bro, I don't. Not at first. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, props to him. ASAP is totally this is where we don't want to call him it. I, as Karina says, I'm doing air buttons, rookie, <laughs> because these are real. Uh, oh, well, I guess did he played, he played once, one episode. He, he went he went home yeah. first, yeah. So, but then yeah. he's he's talking to TJ about how oh, I when I'm home, all I think about is the challenge. Are you? What are you thinking about? <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like you. It's the same argument that I had for Michaela in in Worlds or not Worlds, but USA Two is that she was a rookie. She literally mm-hmm. did yeah. one episode. Right. That does not make you a vet. I don't yeah. care. And even in sports, if you mm-hmm. get hurt in the first game and you miss the rest of the season, you're still a rookie your next season. Right. You know what I mean. But with that being said, um, playing like a rookie, you know. Yes. And look, it's cool to have the Goku mentality in life and try to tackle your, your the biggest obstacles you can and prove it to yourself. Mm-hmm. In the challenge house, that's not the business. Right. That's going to get you fucking sent out the door real quick with no money. Absolutely. And yeah. If your goal is to go home, keep doing it. <laughs> look, exactly. Like, <laughs> I can understand if you want to go against the toughest in the final and prove you can win. Right. But you don't got to prove yourself in the elimination as the baddest motherfucker on earth. Mm-hmm. No. You know, that that's not where it happens like it's just silly. and speaking of jordan jordan's not the goat because of what he does in the elimination ring he's a goat because what he does in the finals mm-hmm. exactly you know what i mean um anyway so the votes start bouncing around and it kind of looks like a man well's gonna get sent in I'm, i was like yeah. what yeah, was I was getting, yeah. yeah. man well being on my fantasy team i was finter was getting a little tired <laughs> i was like oh no let's not lose him <laughs> but uh you know, it, it, so he gets a couple of votes at first and then everybody starts going, Karen, Karen, Karen. And uh, it finally gets to Karen and he goes, look, I it, it, it's obvious. I'm going to vote for myself. Mm-hmm. Let's just get this over with. I'll go down against him. Yeah. They don't even finish yeah. the rest of the Which votes. They're just like, yeah, major props to him Reading for that. Room. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I loved it. And, and I loved the way that it like, 
like we said, he didn't, you know, when Asaf first stood up and was like, I, I want Kieran, do you want to just come with me? He was like, no, we're going to do the vote. And then as he saw the vote going, he was like, mm-hmm. all right, fuck it. Yeah, I'll go down with you. But yeah. I, I like the, that he didn't do it right at first. But then as soon as it got to him, he was mm-hmm. like, fuck it. Just I'm, I'm going. Yeah, you he know. didn't take the bait. No, and I really like how Kieran has handled himself throughout the entirety of this competition. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Kieran. I liked him on Australia. Mm-hmm. Like, I do too. I I feel that he could very easily be one of the like staples of the new crew that's coming through, and I'm totally fine with that. But like, I like that he doesn't always feel the need to speak out. If he can get away with not saying yeah. something, yeah. then he's not going to. Yeah. And to be honest, I really wish another name was pulled in the draw. I wish we Mm -hmm. would have seen ASAP versus Jordan because I personally look. And the reason I say that is I, I, I don't have the connection to ASAP. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't. I I absolutely hate that. It was Kieran that we lost, but I'm just saying, I honestly would have loved to see what that chaos. Yeah caused like yeah. i think it's dealer's choice just Corey safe but that but that's my question is yeah is it just anybody or is does jordan well, get to pick out of just the two or is it anybody up there yeah and yeah, sorry I, I know i'm jumping way ahead but you did it first I, I know i know i was just i was just trying to state the fact that like as a viewer my emotional connection who i align yes. myself with is more on the cure inside mm-hmm. than it is asoff even though Asaf is in the alliance that I'm kind of rooting for. Yeah, but I do um, like Karen. I agree. Yeah. Um, anyways, it, next up is the what? elimination. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wild. Wow. Uh, and this one's called King of the Hill. Um, and we'll get into the description of it. Um, but TJ announces that Corey and Raven are the winners and they're on a little pedestal and it's quiet <laughs> and Corey looks around and goes, what? No clap. I died. I died. Mine so of the night. I loved it. Yes. I like that. It wasn't plural either. It and was, everybody was like, no clap. clap. <laughs> yeah. I just, <laughs> I appreciate oh the God. pettiness of calling that out. Mm-hmm, I yeah. really do. Um, it was awesome. I'm just going to say, I know Josh isn't here, but I am really surprised he didn't make it I for know. the Corey Lay episode because that's know. what this really is up to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that being said, TJ uh, lets Asaf and Karen know mm-hmm. um, that if you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. <laughs> um, so and enter back center stage oh my god jordan i'm blushing i'm blushing already yeah, oh my god <laughs> jordan comes out just exuding confidence wow you guys want to take it from here i think wow. maybe maybe rick and tony should just take a break for now <laughs> me and karina can talk just, just go ahead and mute it okay <laughs> go ahead and hit the jordan sound <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Challenge fandom podcast unplugged. Yes. Yes. With that being said, it'll be linked below if you want to hear Jordan talk with us for three hours. Yeah, he was so much fun. Oh, my God. I fucking love Jordan. But yeah, this honestly, this was so fucking this was so cool. They edited this so awesome. It was so exciting. I was so fucking hyped. I knew exactly who it was immediately. My face hurts from smiling like. Since I watched it, <laughs> I am, it was 
perfect. Even from my perspective, now I know Tony has a different one. I'm going to give him his opportunity uh, to present his case. And oh. I feel like he's going to get a strong rebuttal <laughs> from everyone here. Um, but with that being said, I knew who was going to be on because obviously the challenge can't hold any secrets and released the preview like the day before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true too. And so I knew it was Jordan, but that intro, I got hyped. So good. Like just, mm-hmm. yeah, the way he came out, all that. And uh, we find out that, uh, you know, Jordan's mission is to send a contender home. And if he gets to send, the, if he wins, he takes 10K mm-hmm. of their money. From their price, from their final price. Yeah, so like, they would. What? So the theoretically, the total would go from four hundred six thousand to three ninety six. Yeah. Um, and then uh, TJ asked Jordan what he thinks of uh, the contenders, and of course, Jordan says, "Well, Horacio, he whooped my ass last season. <laughs> he spanked me. <laughs> me. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. 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 Um." <laughs> And uh, I do like that, though. Honestly, like, I just want to say, because I've seen that some people online are kind of giving Jordan shit for this. And they're saying, like, that it was fucked up for Jordan to do that because he, like, called Horacio out and, like, pointed out how strong Horacio is to all these people and put a put a bigger target on him no. like all this stuff. i'm like i really don't think that was jordan's goal with that at all um if anything then raven said it before jordan was even on the yeah. show because she just said it to yeah. Kieran earlier in the episode that's true well, too. and my thing is, is like once again if these people aren't researching the last ep- mm-hmm. the last season and didn't hear about Horacio tying the record for most elimination wins yeah. and having a really good chance at winning a final his rookie season if it's not for a freak fucking accident to his partner. Yeah. Like, they deserve to get kicked out of the house right away. <laughs> like, for how real. are you even alive? Yes. <laughs> I'm just how saying. How are you still alive? <laughs> how do I fuck up every quote? God damn. That's all right. I got you. Thank you. Anyways, um, so Tony. Uh, knowing what this portion of the house is, I know this is the 0.5% that you don't agree with us on this uh-huh. episode. Tell yeah, us why. So I don't disagree with Jordan being a mercenary. I don't disagree that Jordan's an absolute badass. I don't even disagree about like taking 10K. I'm all for that. I just don't like that they're sending in people who are arguably like the best to do eliminations to just send people home. Because they're giving them eliminations that are best suited to them. So like this was tailor made for Jordan, basically. And then they send Kieran home as a result. I would rather have the elimination since presumably the the eliminations are going to be tailor made to the people coming in because they're not going to want to send Devin in and then have it be like a hall brawl. Like my what I would like to see is that. The house sees who's coming in, sees what the elimination is, and does that same deliberation on the spot there of saying a name of who they think is best suited to protect their money or have somebody nominate themselves to go in and protect their money against the vets, but have it be non-elimination and have those eliminations double up later on down the line, however that works. But I don't think that they should be having in like, these absolute fucking badass mercenaries to take people out of the game when they're wanting to find a new champ against one another. 
they're then bringing in these people that are absolute ringers. And I love the fact that they're taking their money. And I love the fact that they're getting the money, not that it just reduces the pot, but that it actually goes to the vet who does it. I would just rather see it as a non-elimination and have somebody have the chance to kind of step up, save the money for the bank, for themselves, ultimately, because they hope that they win, but also for the house. And then figure out the eliminations to get down to a final after that. That's the only qualm that I have with it is I just don't like the fact that the people that are coming in are coming in to take people out when even if they were all in a season together, you're probably not going to see Jordan or CT in the elimination because they're the ones that everyone's scared of. So you're not going to necessarily go up against them in a normal season other than a final. I agree with everything except for the elimination part. I think it has to be an elimination because in no other situation will a rookie get an opportunity to be a champ without going against and playing against champions in every season. And I think that's what makes Turbo's win so epic. Mm. It was a difficult final and had to be a goat to win that final. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's what makes it so impressive. The fact that Jordan won Dirty 30 Mm -hmm. against Derek K and and CT, even though he was only a one-time champion at that point. With with an injury, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what makes it really, you know, interesting. In my personal opinion, I wish this was an invasion of the champions Mm -hmm. where we got one, you get an individual winner of the champions and you get an individual winner of the new people. That would be Mm -hmm. interesting. I would be okay with that too. Um, And I'm, actually really like your idea of they see the vet come in and then do the nomination yeah. right there to see who's better suited. So it's the winner's nomination and the house nomination right there against who they think could beat this vet in this elimination. Right. I would be okay with that. Cause I think that makes it very, mm-hmm. very interesting because, because yeah, the elimination was tailor made yeah. for Jordan. This right. is and a they all and that's, that's yeah. where it's like, yeah. And that's, that's where I find the disadvantage is like, they're bringing in these vets and the vets aren't coming in to make a fool of themselves. Like they're coming in to win the whatever elimination that they're in. So it's hard. To, like we just lost Kieran who plays second in the Australia mm-hmm. final after Troy, who's like near unbeatable um, in most, <laughs> most aspects of the game. So I feel that as a result of just coming in with like 10 vets, I wouldn't be surprised if we get, 10 people out as a result and you're potentially going to have a much weaker final as a result of getting out some of the heavier hitters through vets rather than actually having to go up against each other like the first four did well i mean here's my thing if none of these vets that we know are coming in are unbeatable right nobody is Mm -hmm. and here's the other thing is i i totally get your point for this first one but now they know now they know that there are mercenaries. Oh, I can't even do it now. Words are hard. Um, now that they know that there are mercs slash mercenaries, um, you know, I, granted, they don't know exactly which one they're going to be facing, mm-hmm. but they know what the situation is now. So I feel like they can better, like, strategize as far as who they want to uh-huh. send in, knowing that it's going to be a heavy hitter champion of some sort. You know what I mean? So, and learning what we learn after with knowing that whoever goes home, they could have won you 
that or kept your $10,000, like if they didn't go home. Yeah. So now they're going to be sending down even stronger people. It's crazy. This is why I like but it. That's And that's the, like, I think that's where I have the problem with it is just because like, again, and that's, I'm interested to see how it goes because there will be a duality between sending somebody down to get them out of there versus sending somebody down because you think that they're going to be able to save you the 10 K. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if somewhere along the line, somebody tries to prove themselves and like says, I'll do it. Um, it's a dumb move, but I'm sure mm-hmm. somebody will do it um, because they need that clout. But yeah, if to me, if it was non-elimination, I would be a hundred percent all for it. Save the money. And then when you get into your third phase, there's like double eliminations, even if it's not as teams, mm-hmm. if it's like a girl's a limb and then a guy's a limb back to back, that's fine. But I'm just not liking the outsider coming in with a specialized elimination to then take somebody out. But that's the only slight that I have about chaos. But like, I mean, like, I just highly disagree with that, Tony, because yeah. that's what mercenaries are in mm-hmm. every season. Yeah. They're brought in for an elimination to take someone out of the game. And in some situations, they take their place in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am glad it wasn't that situation. Yeah, I don't I like that situation. Yeah. But, you know, like, and if we don't get him coming in for an elimination, like, then it might as well be a daily. Mm-hmm. It's not the challenge if we don't have an elimination. Right. Now, if the argument was, I think the challenger should come in for a daily and not the elimination, sure. mm-hmm. I can get on board with that. But to say that. To have an elimination, but no one gets eliminated. That doesn't. Well, then it's it's not an elimination in that in that phase of the game. Then the chaos phase, the elimination wouldn't necessarily be an elimination. It would be to protect your money. Then, rather than calling it a specific elimination, I'd also be fine if they kept it in the team format. They play for fifty k, and then the next phase of the daily is to defend that fifty k against whatever that that comes in. I the the only problem that I have with it is vets coming in to eliminate the people that are supposedly fighting to be a champ amongst themselves. That's the only qualm that I have with it. I just feel like like if you eliminate that, you eliminate some of the greatest moments we've ever seen Mm -hmm. in the challenge. Yeah, you're not talking about the whole challenge. I just mean this specific season and this specific format. I'm fine with mercenaries coming in on a season where there's already winners and everything else. Don't care. But if you're setting it up as these people are fighting amongst themselves to crown a new champ, and then you're going to bring 10 heavy hitters in to take out 10 players. Yeah, I like it because of what how TJ said it is. You, to be a champ, you got to beat the champ. So I like that they have to. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I I get it. But yeah, I yeah, agreed. I, I completely get it. I just. I, I think I lie on the other side of the fence on this yeah, one. Yeah. It's just, I just don't you know, agree. Unfortunately, we can't always hide mine on everything. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it, it's just to me, I, I would be more on board with it if there was, if this had ever happened in a season before. But every other season, ex, ex, excluding the very first season of the challenge, you've had to be a champion at some point whether it was outsmarting them socially and getting them into elimination or beating them in elimination to mm-hmm. win said game mm-hmm. or right. beat them in a final. Right. And but that's so, just a normal season then. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, it's, you know, it, this isn't saying that we're not letting a new person win. This is just saying some of you have to go against badasses. Sorry. But yeah. then some mm-hmm. of you don't. 
is the contrast. Because to be a champ, you have to beat the champ. Doesn't necessarily mean that every single person that's on that line is going to go up against one of the vets and beat them and then win the final. So they don't even meet the brief that TJ's setting up. Well, my thing is, is like, and and we'll move on after this. I don't want to be stuck on this forever. (laughs) Um, But my thing is, is like for someone like Jay, this is a fucking godsend because who else are you going to send in to beat Corey Lay now? Yeah. Mm hmm. That's true. And, Cor- and Corey Lay's no joke. And I'm not saying that Jay would have isn't better endurance wise, but like this sets up a lot of big moves for people mm-hmm. in the game where we're going to get more exciting gameplay because they're going to be like, well, if Jordan came in and he was the first one, mm-hmm. maybe Who else is yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe we are going to get a Tory and mm-hmm. we can throw Berna in against her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or we can get Olivia out against a. A Kara, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's where I think some of the excitement will get through. But um, anyway, so Jordan comes in. They tell him that he has to pull. Uh, it's a draw. It's three poles in the dirt. I love this. Me too. I love how he walked up and just fucking yanked that fucker out with <laughs> one hand it. in slow motion. Oh, my God. The only <laughs> thing I didn't like was that it said Kieran's name instead of Chaos or Asaf, because I really want to know what that chaos yeah. is. Like I want to know said. what it is. I want to know what it is so, so bad. bad. Like, it, I'm sure it's some kind of, you know, where Jordan gets to choose who he wants to go against. But but is it he just gets to choose between the two that were voted down or he gets free reign and everybody? I hope it's free reign if they're like, if if they're doing chaos, because otherwise it's like mild inconvenience. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like diarrhea. Just saying that. Um, Yeah. Anyways, um, just real quick hypothetical. If it is, he pulls chaos and he could choose anyone. Do you think he chooses a man? Well, actually, I I don't know because that conversation didn't happen until after. Yeah. And I've seen people online say like they think like he might have called down a Rossio just just as a rematch, just for the excitement and the rematch, you know, Um, and I think that's possible. That sounds like something Jordan would fucking do. Look, I'll be honest, Tony. The only time I'll agree with you on this mercenary thing is if a Rossio gets eliminated because of it. I'll be like, fuck this shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Then I'll be on board. That's how I that's how I felt as soon as Kieran's name came up, because I was like, okay, and that's that to me is what sucks is like almost any name that comes up. You're just kind of like, okay, that person's going home. You know, I will say I'm not super attached to these cast members. Yeah. As if they were vets, so that could be also why I don't. Not that I don't care that they're some of them are going to go home, but like I don't know, Karen. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't watch his season. This is the first time I've ever seen him, so I was like, "Fuck yeah, Jordan!" <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, agreed. And I think I'm probably in that same situation, even though I did like Karen more than Ace off in this situation. I, I would have been yeah, okay. I, I liked Karen. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I would have been okay with Asaf going in against Jordan. I think that yeah. would have been a good elimination, too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so getting into this elimination, King of the Hill, basically it's two different hills, and it's got three lights set up on each one of the hills. And the way it's explained to us is that they will turn on sequentially one, then the other, then the other, and you have to race against the other person, and the first person to turn off the light gets a point. The, and now maybe I was confused, but I thought TJ said, the first person to win two in a row, two rounds wins. Or did he say so have, the rounds are a minute long mm-hmm. and then they're the first person yeah. to win two of the three rounds. 
So that was uh, mm-hmm. lie detector determined that was a lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. Well, especially because there were actually five rounds, not three. Yeah. And there was, it was best out of three, mm-hmm. not it's weird. Yeah. It wasn't weird. two rounds. So, um, what, what we saw obviously was a hell of an elimination. It was, I actually kind of liked this one. Like it was, I loved it. It was so good. <laughs> I wish we would have seen all of yes. it. Um, I wish we would have seen yes. all of it as well. Yeah. But breaking it down, look like I know a lot of people don't like Jordan's confidence. Some would say cockiness or hubris. <laughs> But I love it. Tell me that that we love we love him. Yeah, tell <laughs> me that did not make for great TV. Like, and I know he was when he stood there and he was letting Kieran mm-hmm. go back and forth and score those two points, and it was edited to show us that he was having a lot of hubris. What was really happening is that they were told there was no wrestling, and mm-hmm. they kept wrestling, and they weren't resetting. So it was almost like in protest, like acknowledge me and give us yeah. fair rules. I all I do want to add on to that though that I really love that even though Jordan decided to do that little mm-hmm. like protest thing to get the ref's attention of yeah. like hey you're not doing this right and he you know I don't want to say he gave Kieran those two points because he, he didn't give them to him but he fought against mm-hmm. production to, to let Kieran keep those two points because TJ had already you know blew the yep. horn to start yep. the round mm-hmm. and Jordan made the decision that he made so it's just. Like he's just he to me, Jordan is like the epitome of a true competitor. Like he is he's honorable in the game, Mm -hmm. in every type of sport, physical competition, anything like that, that he plays. He is honorable. He goes by the rules. He fights for other people, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know in that video that he posted on Instagram, he said, like, you know, that even if it's not him in the elimination or the daily that's in like a, you know, um not being or it's not being played fair mm-hmm. or it's not being played right or whatever he'll stand up and say mm-hmm. something that is 100 percent true we've heard that from other challengers during our our challengers unplugged that like jordan is the one that like calls production out for safety equipment stuff. or you know playing by the rules playing yep. fair calling yep. calling shots fair you know so it's he's just he's a really he, he's a really great fucking competitor and i i yeah. absolutely love when he that he showed up and I love when he's on my TV. I mm-hmm. have nothing to complain about. <laughs> very happy. Very happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with that being said, I did love the hubris of him going up 2-0 and then uh-huh. Jordan counting off the points and fucking, oh. you know, one, two, 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 three, two, three, two. Four, Three? two, five, yeah. two. Yeah. And then at the very end, when like the very last light, like he waited, he mm-hmm. made Kieran climb that hill before yeah. he hit that light well, to win. <laughs> he did that to him a couple of times. Yeah, I was he, like, and he did choking. it in his socks. He was in his socks. Yeah, yeah, he was doing it in his socks. And people are saying it was because he, he the shoes they gave him were slippery and he complained. He just said one came off, so he just kicked the other one off. And then when they reset and went to the next yeah. round, he put his shoes. Yeah, he put his shoes back on. Well, and Kieran's know. came off as well in the very first round. Yeah. So, like, you know, Jordan was just like, fuck it. I'm not going to, you know, fight with my shoe the whole elimination. So, I don't blame him. Dude, Jordan's confessional, though, where he goes, I have him two points. He's got two points, and I still won. This guy couldn't win the Aussie season. What do you think he's going to do <laughs> against me? I was like, God damn, Jordan. <laughs> fuck, man. Holy shit. With that being said, Kieran put up a hell of he's, a fight. Yeah. And 
Yes. He did better than I think almost any of the other guys would have done, mm-hmm. excluding maybe Arasio, Emmanuel, mm-hmm. and Jay. I, yeah. And maybe Corey Lay, too, because Corey Lay's a big guy, and he's got mm-hmm. some strides he on fast. him. Yeah, yeah, he's a fast guy. Yeah. Kieran put up a hell of a fight. Yeah. I don't think Kieran was ready for not the physicality and endurance of Jordan, but uh-huh. The, the mental, mental. game yeah. uh, that Jordan brought into the that strategy. elimination. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that was ultimately what caused his downfall. I think you play this game a hundred times. I think Jordan wins 90 of them. Yeah. You know I, I what agree. I mean? yeah. foreshadowing of like Kieran going in to this too. Like it was sprinkled all throughout the episode. I'm like, well, you know who Jordan is now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Well, and it's just the strategy of making him, like you said, walk up those hills to burn that little bit of mm-hmm. energy on every fucking round at the yep. end. Because, you know, Jordan's not gassing out, especially for sprinting 10 yards for 20 minutes. That, no, the uh, dude runs friggin' marathons for yeah. fun on Tuesdays. Jordan inevitably wins 3-2, uh, um, even though it's portrayed mm-hmm. as 2-1. Mm-hmm. Um, and Karen is eliminated. Jordan wins ten thousand dollars from the prize pot. Um, so the prize pot is down to three ninety six now. Yeah. Um, we uh, we get Karen's kind of post interview. I feel bad for the guy because it kind of hits him. He uh, can I say I do have I have to say I'm impressed with all of the men on this show for being so vulnerable. Because I know my, I'm surrounded by a lot of, I don't want to say, like, toxic masculinity. But there's a lot of men who are afraid to show that side of them. So it's nice to see it. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I loved it. I, I love that. I love that we are seeing that more and that they're, they're showing that. Like, you know, the editors and the producers and MTV and all of that. Like, they're embracing that more. And I love it. Like, I fucking hate. When like Josh gets made fun yeah. of for like crying or like you know it's like it's shut the fuck up yeah 100%. Like, you are an asshole if you make fun of somebody for crying you're you are a straight up asshole mm-hmm. just saying agreed so at this point the show's pretty much over um, but TJ lets Jordan know hey you know congratulations let's get you know basically gives Jordan the opportunity to talk to the the competitors and give like kind of a winning. Give them some advice. Yeah, and some advice on how to proceed. And he's kind of going with the stereotypical, like, give it your all, play the game strong, you know, all that. And Emmanuel Mm -hmm. turns around and gives him his back. Mm -hmm. And it's not edited to show the reaction um, as far as, like, how Jordan really reacts. Mm -hmm. It's, It's heavily edited at this point. Yeah. I've talked to a few people and they've let me know that it was a pretty icy situation, not just with a man well in Jordan, but a few of the castmates in Jordan, from yeah. what I've heard. Um, you know, definitely one of those mm-hmm. situations where we should have got a shit you should have seen. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I want to see what, like, everything that surrounded that moment. I want to see it all because we are not seeing it. And I know a lot of people out there are very upset with a man well right now, but. Fuck that. We are not seeing everything that happened in that moment. And I want to see so bad. I know we never will. but Damn it. Look, and here's the thing. The reason that Emmanuel does this isn't because Tori. 
that's not the reason. No, people happening. think that. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people think that's no. Jordan and Tori and Emmanuel and Tori. No, but what it really is is because there was a post on Instagram about Emmanuel and Jordan had commented on it, call, consider like basically calling Emmanuel the dollar store version he, of him. Yeah, he was just repeating the fucking uh-huh. joke that yeah. fans were telling her like the whole season that Emmanuel was on, on Spies, Lies, Allies or yeah. whatever. And Jordan repeated the joke in a comment and it caused a bunch of bullshit drama. And Emmanuel saw it yeah. and, and took offense to it, which he should have because he looked up to Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I know that because I've talked to Emmanuel mm-hmm. about this when yeah. it happened. Mm-hmm. And um, look, and I, I see Jordan's view on this and why he did it. He felt a certain type of way because he's watching his ex-fiance on TV with this guy that had, bears the similarity to him. Yeah. Um, and I get Emmanuel's point of view of like, dude, I looked up to this guy like, I modeled my game after him Mm -hmm. and he's attacking me on social media Mm -hmm. and I, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, So I see both sides of it. And I did like the fact that Emmanuel said, I can't wait the chance to, I can't wait to get the chance to go Mm -hmm. against you. And he's like, well, you shouldn't Mm -hmm. come down here. here." Yeah, but that's not, that's not true. From what I heard that, wasn't a possibility production wasn't going to let that happen they never they almost never let that happen yeah. like there have been specific seasons where people on the cast are like i, I want to go down <laughs> yeah and he and and tj's like no dude we can't do that especially on a season where the house is voting people like no that was not an option jordan but no and i did like what jordan said though he goes i hope you get the chance mm-hmm. yeah that would be a fucking awesome elimination I would have loved to have seen this elimination between Emmanuel and Jordan. It would have been, I don't think there is a better matchup in this house. Yeah. I would have loved, loved it. I would have loved it. Like, because honestly, don't get me wrong. I love Jordan as a competitor and I, it's hard for me to take anyone over him. But in this elimination against Arasio, I think Arasio beats him. Ooh, that would oh, be I think Arasio is yeah. faster, has just as much endurance and can get played just as dirty. And we've seen it. Yeah. yeah, and this sort of like this sort of elimination is very similar to what's on like Exatlon, like the show that he was on. Um, mm-hmm. So I could yeah. see mm-hmm. him doing really well in it. Yeah. Yeah. I so agree. for you guys watching, um, who do you think would have been the best matchup against Jordan in this elimination? Um, let us know. Comment. Send us a message on IG. Um, but that pretty much wraps up the show yeah. right there. Um, like I said, my favorite show of the season thus far. By, by a favorite mile. show of the season. Sorry, my favorite episode of this show. <laughs> it's late. I'm high on marijuana. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I said that. Don't demonetize this. Maybe cut that. You probably. Yeah, um, good call. Yeah, no, this is definitely my favorite episode of the mm-hmm. season so far. It was really good. It was exciting. Um, and like literally the whole elimination, I was just like, <laughs> just, you know, so, um, I loved it. I liked the episode a lot. I'm looking forward to see like what the next daily is going to be. You know, are they going to do um, individual? Are they going to go to like a team format? You know, are they going to stay? And if they stay in pairs, are they staying in the pairs that they already have? Or do they like get new ones every, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm excited to see what happens with this. Okay. So I, I have seen the order. I just don't remember the order of the mercenaries. I know who comes at one point, mm-hmm. but that's not going to be for a while. I know nine people that come at one point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, I know the one you're looking forward to, you have to wait for. Yeah. 
So Casey. Um, but, I figured though. Yeah, they're gonna save him for last. Let's yeah. be honest. Um, my question well, is one, it's gonna be a female next. Do you think it's gonna be a female? And if yes or no, who do you think's next? Mm. Yes, I think it's gonna be a female. And I think that they're gonna send in like I think they'll either send in like like Tori or Kaz. I assume Kaz. What someone newer or not newer, but someone who has been on more recently. Also because like the other names and no disrespect to Kaz, but the other names are gonna have a bigger pull and a bigger reaction yeah. as you get down the line. So I think and again, no disrespect to Kaz because she's a badass. But like to go from Jordan to anyone else and then hit Kaz, it's going to be a weird vibe. So I feel like Mm -hmm. Kaz is next. And then I don't know what happens after that, but I feel like Kaz is the logical next step. And like um, Jacob and I were talking about it before we started recording Survivor Historian. And we're just like, I realized that I've almost repeated exactly what we talked about. So I feel like I have to at least give him partial credit, um, which was the fact that like Kaz is the most likely one to be next because to get, not to get her out of the way, but to like continue on that height mm-hmm. of the people that are coming in as mercenaries. It makes the most sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be someone more recent. So my opinion would be either Kaz or Tori. Yeah. Um, for them, if it does happen to be a man, like we don't get male, female, mm-hmm. male, female, they kind of mix it up on us. I would almost say you go, you go Devin. Oh, Devin next. I was thinking you go Devin next. Yeah. Devin or Brad. I was thinking Brad. Oh, yeah. I, I would say Brad, but I just, I got a feeling like you go from Jordan to Devin. You, you keep that cockiness going mm-hmm. as long as you can. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Because once you get through those two guys, you got Darrell, Brad, CT, all mm-hmm. very humble. Yeah. So. Um, (laughs) so i mean with that being said guys that pretty much wraps up the episode um let's get into mvps uh karina who's your mvp and if you got a line of the night uh i don't know like are we i guess you know what i will give my mvp to Corey um just because of how like badass he was in the daily um, I will give my honorable mention to Kieran. I'm sad that he's leaving. Um, and then a major shout out to Jordan. I don't necessarily want to give my MVP to uh, the mercenary, but Jordan fucking came in and he showed out and, you know, it was fucking awesome to see. But like I said, I don't want to give my MVP to the mercenary. So Corey Lay, honorable mention to Kieran and big shout out to Jordan. I'm going to give my MVP to a mercenary. So <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> so I'm giving it to Jordan because honestly, he made he made the episode for me. Like I, I, I don't do well with change, so I was excited about this season <laughs> because of the mercenary. So he gets mine, and I'll give Karen honorable like mention. I love that as well. And then I did have a line of the night. Jay made me laugh when he said, go, go gadget arm during the daily. Oh, yeah, yeah. that one was really silly. good. What yeah. was your line of the night? Um, my line of the night was Corey. What, oh. no class. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Tony, who you got? I'm going to go Corey because nobody wants to navigate being the one who makes all the decisions the very first 
go around. Nobody wants that. And yeah. Yeah. he handled it as well as it could possibly be handled. Um, honorable mention, absolutely, Kieran. Um, loved him on Australia. Wish he would have been around longer on this season and absolutely expect to see him back again. Um, I can't give, I'm still too, it's still too tethered to Kieran leaving that Jordan came in. So I can't give Jordan accolades. Um, but he, <laughs> he no, doesn't he need came him. In He's and got did exactly what he was supposed to do. And he <laughs> did it well. So I don't really have a female MVP. Um, yeah, but the line of the night yeah, for either. me yeah. has to be Kylan's right out of the gate of not the fucking clock stealing all my shine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I forgot about oh, that, that one. That was, that was so fucking good. Like I've got more honorable mentions for sh- for line of the night than I do MVP. It was a good. It was a good episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm gonna keep mine short and sweet. Um. I I can't give my mark. Uh, give my MVP to a mark. So it's Corey Lay for my MVP. Um. Killed it on that daily, dealt with some shit, made the show entertaining. Like, so to me, my rating earlier of four and a quarter, like, even without Jordan showing up, it's still like a 3.75 or a four. It's still a great fucking episode. Yeah. Um, And Corey Lay did that. I agree. Um, Shout out to Karen. uh, And then, you know what? Line of the night, I'm going with the classic. I've only known you two weeks. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so that's it. Um, you guys have any closing thoughts you want to throw out there? Any shout outs? Anything you want to talk about before we wrap this up? I mean, I'm, I'm just excited. I will apologize to Katie because last week on Survivor Historian, for some reason I got it in my head that your name was Melissa. So I said that oh. I wasn't going to be on the podcast, but Melissa was. And then this week on Survivor Historian, I was like, so... Her name's not Melissa. Her name's Katie. And I don't actually know where <laughs> Melissa came from. And but then I was like, I don't even know if she listens to Survivor Historian. So I want to make sure that I told you here that I fucked up your name last week and then corrected it this week. <laughs> so I've negated myself and I am now fully confident that your name is Katie. All right. Thank you. You you got you got the name from our our OG, oh, our very right. first OG. Yeah hater turned fan melissa member because she was like not i don't even want to say hater she was the one that wrote in about how much rick said with that being said and then we named the episode after her where it was like with that being said fuck sorry melissa and uh now she's besties what's up melissa we love you (laughs) i hope she enjoyed this was all just an elaborate ruse to give melissa a shout out oh we talked to her I, i talked to her all the time I was just going to say, I mean, I'm sure she's going to love this episode because we said with that being said about <laughs> fucking 12 times. Um, My honestly, I have to I have to tell this part and I really hope that she doesn't mind. I don't think that she would. But um, uh, just like so when we when we interviewed CT and I was getting all that like backlash about how I have an annoying laugh and I was like giggling like a schoolgirl and like blah, 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 whatever. And then we started getting like messages about how like we curse too much or like whatever. Anyway, um, and I, I was like sharing that information on our stories and like making jokes or whatever. And she ended up writing in and she was like, 
who's like, you know, these people have no right to tell you like what to say or what to do on the episode. And she's like, fuck them. And you know what? Fuck me for how I, you know, came at you guys for what you were saying on your episode. Like she like I just I fucking love Melissa. Like she's so cool. And uh, so major shout out to Melissa. We love you. And you should definitely come on with us one day. I've already told people you're on. I don't know if she can make it work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have Katie on at the same time to fuck with Tony. <laughs> right. Katie and I, Melissa. I put my same name time. as Melissa. She puts hers as Katie. <laughs> right. I literally was going to say You that. can just see smoke coming out of the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like when Alex is on, I have to fucking say the name of his podcast. <laughs> Cartoons. Watch two dudes. The dudes that have cartoons that two, two of, of them. them. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. We're on tonight. We are. With that being said, we're about to get off of this fucker. Yes. So for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, Tony Stats and Info Lance, Katie, <laughs> aka Melissa. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoy listening to this as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you guys. I actually had a blast tonight. Yeah. Um, if you get a chance, leave us five stars. Make sure you subscribe because we flip out these episodes like hotcakes. So you got to be quick. We've got on an them. unplugged coming out soon too. So yeah, make sure you're make sure Ooh. you're subscribed. Yes, yes. And if you're not. Checking this out on YouTube with video, go do it. We're pretty. Um, and if you watch us on YouTube and decide it's it's not your your cup of tea, find us on Spotify, Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. We're there. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Love y'all. Night. Later. Bye. Bye.